Welcome to 17 Academy. This is Alexander Wolf and today I have a very nice person on the other end of the screen, uh, Michael Vollmann. Michael Vollmann and I normally walk through parks with a coffee and his dog and have nice conversations about the world, philanthropy and how everything goes wrong and how we could make it better. But recently we haven't talked because he has got a new job. He founded the Facebook for Neighborhoods nebenan.de that broke all records and meanwhile helps millions of people to know their neighbors, connect better and have a better life in, in the neighborhood. And um, But he got bored and now he's head of uh, CSR Amazon Germany and all of a sudden he doesn't have time for me and a walk in the park anymore. This is why I say hello Michael over the screen. Hi. Hi Sasha. Nice to be here. Well, first of all, um, head of CSR Amazon, what does a person do in that position? What's your job? Well, my job is to um, help Amazon be a good corporate citizen, meaning um, to, yeah, we, we have two new leadership principles. Um, this is These are the guiding principles for the company um, that they work on. And uh, the two of them really uh, go into the direction of um, corporate social responsibility, meaning um, that uh, the company wants to um, support communities where the employees live and work. So okay. meaning uh, Berlin, Munich and, and all the different cities um, uh, where operations are based uh, of Amazon in Germany. Which is a very German old tradition. If you know Siemens or Bosch, they did it, it during their lifetimes. It, there are areas in Berlin that are called Siemensstadt, where Siemens built for their employees real neighborhoods with schools, kindergartens and everything. Also Bosch did that. And now Amazon follows that path. I'm quite happy that the Americans learn from Germans. <laughs> well, well, Americans do a lot right also in philanthropy. So um, okay. I think we can learn both ways. Um, mm -hmm. It's just uh, in, in different fields. But I totally agree that um, Bosch, and especially Bosch, I know the, the history of, of the foundation. And, and it's, it's a great example of how... Um, an entrepreneur can become a social entrepreneur over his, his lifetime. Yeah. So that's your guiding principle and this is what you started your job with. But today we, we don't want to talk about Amazon. Uh, I would like to talk about NebenAndi.de because you did something really great. Uh, you and friends had the idea to, to, to take down the Facebook principle to the microcosm of uh, neighborhoods of like the old lady needing something and just typing this into her browser and finding a neighbor who helps her. Exactly. And it worked. And meanwhile, Nebenan.de, how big is it meanwhile? Uh, we have um, more than 2 million active users in Germany and um, France, uh, Spain and Italy. Fantastic. And uh, how does that translate, by the way, Nebenan.de for our non-German listeners? That's another German unspeakable word. So yeah, it was a big, uh, big discussion. Um, we came up with uh, mes voisins, so the plural form, so my neighbors, um, uh, and uh, vicini me. Uh, so <laughs> vicini me. Yeah, oh, okay. you're, you're better. Your Italian is better than mine, uh, obviously. And um, 
in Spain we are called Tiene Sal. Um, this is also because of uh, my Mi Barrio and all these other URLs were already taken. But well, and, um, and it sounds like a gang if you call it my bar Mi Barrio. <laughs> exactly. So Tiene Sal is the is the proverb for uh, the first thing you you ask a neighbor for, like the three eggs in Germany. You know? Great. So you prove that you don't have to have one brand. You can have local brands and still succeed. But the topic we wanted to talk today is collaborations, partnerships, because this is how nebenan.de grew. You made great partnerships and this was your, like, your edge. This is what you did differently than others. This is how you made the success. Do you have a story that represents that partnership spirit that you developed? Yeah, like, um, happy to uh, evolve a bit on, on that. Um, I mean, Nebenan.de is a social media platform. Um, so as a platform, naturally, you want to um, have as many partners as possible, right? So you want to become um, not king of the hill, but you want to be the hill, right? Where people where people <laughs> right. come to and be their own king, so to okay. say. And um, so we created um, uh, a profile for individual neighbors, but we quickly also realized that um, Germany is, is the country of associations. Um, uh, and we created a, an own profile for nonprofit um, uh, um, organizations and for small um, shops also because they're an important part of, of a neighborhood as well. So we so really included the commercial field into a non-commercial uh, network. Yes. Um, I mean, the, the platform as such is organized as a for-profit entity. So it's not mm -hmm. uh, non-profit. Um, But um, we created quickly. We also created a uh, a daughter organization um, that is nonprofit, the Nebenan.de Foundation, um, which solidly takes care on fostering um, the nonprofit parts of it, like giving out the German Neighborhood Awards, um, where we really give money and, and a stage to the best um, engagement forums in the neighboring surrounding. And um, so we, we really looked holistically at the um, ecosystem, the neighborhood ecosystem, so to say, and, and thought, okay, which roles are there in a, in a functioning neighborhood? And then we, we really tried to create a um, profile type for all of these different stakeholders. Like one other um, stakeholder group that we, we um, tried to work with were um, um, the public sector like mm -hmm. community officials, mm -hmm. which was the hardest group to, uh, to approach. Um, As always. Yes, um, I guess. Uh, but it's because it's, it's a very different system with very different rules and it's, For them, it's also not as easy to become part of such a, a surrounding um, and new technology. This is, why, this is why SDG 17 exists in the first place. Mm -hmm. Partnerships for the Goals was started because the administration found out that they're not able to cooperate, that mm -hmm. there is the NGO sector that is... Uh, working and collaborating and then there is the public sector and somehow these two villages don't connect and this is why SDG 17 was started. Yeah, I mean public-private so. partnerships are a great slogan but it's very hard to get, yep. get it going. Very difficult. But um, we had great partnerships with, for example, with the, the welfare organizations um, mm -hmm. like, for example, 
um, Diakonie Deutschland um, really helped us and we helped them, I think, um, on, on many aspects. We had a partnership with Edeka. Um, uh, to translate that, uh, Diakonie is like the Catholic Church and Edeka is what you would call, what is that, internationally? Well, grocery stores. In grocery the, store, connection, yeah. A network of grocery stores. Exactly. So Diakonie is the um, the Lutheran Church, uh, to be exact, um, yeah, and but they're and they're organized in a very federal way. So it's it's a it's a conglomerate of many local locally based NGOs um, from mm -hmm. elderly care to kindergarten. Um, and Edeka is organized the same way. It's it's a it's um, an association basically. Um, of uh, many independent um, merchants, uh, mm -hmm. locally based merchants. And this is what made it so interesting to us because both um, for like legal forms or organizational structures were organized in a way that it was very decentralized and therefore well-suiting and well-grounded and founded in, in, in neighborhoods. So to to take out the learning, you did your due diligence first. You thought, okay, who fits my value system? Who mm -hmm. is also interested in fostering the neighborhood and is located and connected to the neighborhood? Um, so you had your preferred partners. So, but what made you so much more successful than others in approaching these partners? What was your secret weapon? So I think, first of all, as you said, I think you really have to do your homework and you have to do some research, you know, like yeah. um, all of us, we are like, take the, the 17 development goals, but also like topic wise, um, every NGO is sort of uh, has a home, yeah? a core. Mm -hmm. um, and with neighborhoods, in, interestingly, is that it's not really a cause in itself self you know like also in in german uh, non-profit law um there is not such a thing as fostering neighbors or or living neighborhoods would be uh, a charitable cause in itself right so it was mm -hmm. quite a, a task to see okay which are topics and therefore organizations working in similar fields um and quickly i realized okay deutsche fernsehlotterie for example it's it's a social lottery fund um and they have a long history in in working and 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 financing uh, neighboring neighborhood projects um and this was a very natural partner and then you Okay, um, you find out who's responsible for for the program. Um, you listen to some podcasts or to or read some articles the person wrote. You you follow them on social media. You dig into their uh, programs and yearly reports, and you really do your homework you to find understand. Out, you find out where his kids go to school. You see <laughs> exactly who his wife has sex with. You do this stalking business. Yeah, right? well, not on such a personal level, but more on an organizational level that would be completely mm -hmm. true. The more you find out, the better. Um, okay. And then, of course, you... Um, This is a personal uh, style thing. Probably some people would write up a letter, yeah, and 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 or draft a, a program first. My style is to pick up the phone and, and call the responsible person. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I quickly um, introduce myself, um, and people are. I don't even ask for like when when they have time for me. I just call them coldly, um, and I quickly I ask if they have five minutes for me, and I introduce myself, and I they are really like, okay, I, I'm excited, but I can't decide this now. You know, I don't really ask for something, but a follow-up call, right? Okay. And I find out like, are they interested 
um, per se. Are they the right person to, to like to be really responsible for? Can they decide it themselves, or do they need their boss um, or at the table or like? And then the next step would really be a physical meeting and asking, mm -hmm. okay, may I send you a follow up email? Ask for the email address. Send. Um, a standard presentation of what you do and your pl vague plans, but leave room for 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 them to co-create um, and find themselves in in that partnership you want to create. And this is probably the most important part of everything. What you did was you did not you, you didn't do fundraising. You didn't call people and said, "Give me money." You called the people and said, here, I may have the solution for your problems, right? That was your major thing. Yeah, my, I really, first of all, I wanted, of course, I wanted to present myself, my organization, my cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but then, and I wanted to find out, is this something that they could fund way down the road? Um, but I didn't come with a, an exact ask. Yeah, I came to introduce myself, and I my real first goal was to to establish some sort of relationship yeah? mm -hmm. on a personal level, and then later on an later on perhaps on a institutional level. And with many people, I found out okay, institutional wise, we will never be able to work together for whatever reason. But we stood in contact on a pers more personal level, professional slash personal level. And um, they helped me with intros or with advices or whatever down the road. So um, because if I call it always the, the, the alliance of the willing, yeah, you really have to find <laughs> your, your partners, your supporters, um, and they will, will help you in, in one way or the other. And I always start with an Excel sheet where I really write down these names and their contact details and I put them on, on some mailings and invite them to, to events and so that they get to know us better, our team, our office, our cause. And then most people are really excited to be um, with you from the early start so that they mm -hmm. see it grow mm -hmm. and they, they feel that they can contribute so and the more you open yourself and the the, the more honest you are um, my feeling is that um the the more they trust uh, in you and and the likelier it is that they will support you at some point well what you say so you know on the side smiling as if it was the easiest way to do uh, is very smart and Uh, there are books being written about how to do fundraising, not by selling things, but investing in people and investing in relationships. And this is exactly what you did. Yep. You did not come as a beggar. You came as an investor. You invested time for, to get to know the other person as a person. And people always acknowledge this. If they see that you don't come with an open hand, begging or asking, but giving that you say, okay, let's build a relationship long-term, sustainable. Most people are completely up Uh, on the, for this and then perhaps down the road as you said there yeah. is even a cooperation if not then they at least recommend you yeah no definitely and I think most importantly is also that you understand how you can help the other person on, on the mm -hmm. other side of the table because mm -hmm. you can always help them in some form or the other. It's not that you come with empty hands, right? And you're not a waste of time for them. Otherwise, they would tell you immediately and um, and, and many do, right? So it's not that you always run into open doors. Um, 
you have to knock five times or, or call the boss yeah, or whatever. Um, so with all ministries, for example, you find the, the organigram on their, the web pages and just uh, go up the ladder, right? Start, mm-hmm. start uh, below and then, and, and just work your way up. Um, and, but then uh, you can help them to, to fulfill their goals and the better you understand their goals um, and the better you know and you are creative about how you can help them on their way uh, to look better uh, in their organization, to their boss, to, 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 to come to their goals and, and KPIs, um, the more value you also create for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, so I wish you that you have a lot of people calling you now, helping you with your problems. Uh, I would like to to leave the last minute uh, to ask you, so why are you working for Amazon now? What's your vision? Why why are you doing this? Well, I think Amazon is a really uh, fascinating uh, company. And if you imagine all the possibilities it has to do good in the world, it's just the best place to be um, for for trying to achieve this. So um, the sheer opportunities that come with such a role um, are still fascinating. And the culture is really um, one of um, doers, you know, and, and builders. Mm-hmm. They say it's still day one. And I think for philanthropy and CSR within Amazon, it is also still day one. And it's just a great place to innovate. And um, I think... Uh, There's so much um, work still to be done and so much impact to be created in partnerships with the with the NGO sector that um, I really enjoy every day at the moment to, to be here. Well, and we enjoy that we have a real warm-hearted neighbor sitting in such a position and uh, doing good from a position where you have the resources to do good. So Michael, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining 17 Academy. Thanks, Sasha, for the invitation. It was a pleasure. Okay, and we'll, we'll see you in the park. <laughs>